Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning, Hamilton. Thanks for joining me this beautiful Saturday morning. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. I'm here with Rick Samprin and just to talk about neighbors. And I guess we all have neighbors. And uh, so, Rick, what do you think? We're, we're going to open up a can of worms here on the uh, <laughs> Hamilton Real Estate Show here on AM 900 CHML. Um, you know what? If you have a question for Rob that you want to have him address on a future show, whether it's noisy neighbors or last week we talked about ghosts in homes and whether that uh, you know causes some people to say uh, thanks but no thanks. On that note, we uh, I saw a tweet uh, later on in the day last week after the show saying absolutely not would I purchase a property knowing that someone had been you know killed there or murdered there. So uh, probably one of many who probably feel the same way. But if you have a question for Rob, you can uh, email your question to questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com and we'll uh, uh, talk about it and answer it on next week's show. Check him out online at robgolfie.com. You can call him right now, 905, well maybe not right now, I mean he's doing the show, but 905-575-7700 all over social media as well, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram and check out Rob Golfie on Facebook as well. So the three things we're going to talk about today amongst a whole raft of other things, uh, most common neighborhood disputes, who pays if a tree falls in your yard, that's a good one, and must you disclose noisy neighbors when you sell. So noisy neighbors, bad neighbors, there's a lot of them out there. Oh, absolutely. Um, moving into a neighborhood, that is one of the big, biggest and scariest things. I always tell people, if you live in a house and you get along great with your neighbors, and everything is going well, I would stay because mm-hmm. you don't know what you're moving into. Yeah. So, and some neighborhoods, there's great friendships made and uh, everybody gets along and, and, and the vibe works on that street. But yeah. when they actually, one leaves and they move to another neighborhood, it changes, well, one, the the street's still the same, but it yeah. changes the dynamics. Now, Very new neighbors so. come into their old friend's house and now that person's moved to another neighborhood. So it's a totally different dynamics. And uh, believe me, there's a lot of stories out there with neighbors. Kind of funny you mention that because I'm going through a home renovation at, at, at this point in time and, uh, and it's a pretty major project. So there's a lot of people kind of moving in and out. You know, there's, there's, uh, uh, a huge garbage bin in the driveway. Uh, so things are happening and, you know, neighbors can be, nosy at times but i mean this was a legitimate question from my very next door neighbor who said hey are you guys moving and you can kind of sense the trepidation in his voice like hey we, we like you know this setup here we don't want anybody anybody to, to go anywhere else and we said no we're just you know renovating our basement uh, you know we're doing you know a b and c and you can see kind of the relief <laughs> over him because he didn't want to lose that dynamic that you're talking about i i, I know exactly what you're saying well i'm doing the same thing i just finished renovating a house okay i'm, I'm moving to another house and so I had the trim carpenter uh, doing the, the trim work, and he asked me, uh, Rob, can I uh, bring my dog? You know, he's just a little puppy. I just, you know, don't want to leave him home alone. Sure. I says, yeah. absolutely. I says, no problem. You know, just put him in the corner there. And uh, so he sees another uh, p- a person walking their dog, 
uh, in front of my house, which no, no problem. And then, you know, the dog does his little thing, and uh, and and that person didn't pick it up, right? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't care at the at the time. So he goes outside and says, hey, stop doing that. And then I'm going, no, don't do that. These are going to be my neighbors. Yeah, exactly. Go, don't get them. I go, I want to be nice. I don't want to start something bad. So yeah. I says, let them do what they want. So um, I didn't want to. Uh, so, I, so I told him, you know what? Don't worry what the neighbors do. Yeah. I go, I don't want to start on the wrong foot. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like. Uh, people uh, just walking their dog, and uh, uh, you know that doesn't pick up after their dog. Some neighbors it doesn't bother them. Some, you know, and I, I and I understand. Some people have really small dogs that you can hardly see it when they when it, it does sure. do a dropping. But then you have the bigger dogs. Yeah, I I, I can see that should be done. And, yeah. and if if somebody doesn't do it, uh, I could see neighbors getting upset with. For that. sure, I'm a dog owner, and it's a small dog, and I think it's just common courtesy to pick up whatever it leaves behind um, because you don't want others to do that to your lawn as well so that's just being a good neighbor oh absolutely absolutely and then and then the worst thing is everybody gets on the defensive side um, when um, when you approach a neighbor about anything mm-hmm. it could be a you know the fencing and um, it, it, it could be it just it, it is difficult you have to get along with neighbors uh, if you get on the wrong foot um, it, it becomes a stressful yeah. situation. Well, because, I mean, your your neighbors are, are territorial, and in their own right, you don't want anybody infringing on your property or your home. You know, you have a sense of entitlement. You're paying your mortgage. You're paying your, you know, your, your taxes and all that stuff. So, you know, people take a lot of pride in what they do in their home, so it only makes sense for them to be, you know, protective. But those rifts can last a lifetime in many cases. Oh, for sure, for sure. We had uh, an incident with one of our agents um, where... He sold uh, a house to um, to a client, and it was a semi. And uh, and a semi is a semi detached, meaning that there's two homes there together, side by side, side by side. Yep. And uh, so the new homeowner uh, moved in, and uh, he talked to the other homeowner on the other side, and he said, "Listen, I like I've got a dog, and uh, I like to put a, a fence up." And then the other neighbor says, yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, and he asked him if he would pay half of it. And mm-hmm. he said, no problem, as long as it's going to be the same as, as the fence on the back, sure. of, of, the back part of, of their uh, property. Makes sense. So, so the new homeowner uh, starts, you know, he says he'll do, he'll do it himself. He doesn't, he, you know, the other homeowner asked him for help. And he says, no, 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 I can do it myself. So he puts up this uh, fence. Oh, my God. Terrible. Really? Terrible. Like, like, it looked like... Uh, a, 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 a guy with every other tooth missing. It just, <laughs> it was bad. Wow, it was, it was bad. And the 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 homeowner that lived there uh, next door says, "I'm not paying you. This is terrible. It yeah. wasn't even straight. It was ter- it was a terrible job. Wow. You, like you could. S- this guy's definitely not a, a fence builder. A fence builder. <laughs> so in more ways than one. Oh, it, the the work was terrible. The work was terrible. So so the the new homeowner. Is upset. Sure. So now they're fighting. Yeah. So he sues the other guy. Oh no. For half of the money, and so they go to uh, they go to mediation in in court. Okay. And uh, the the judge says to the guy that's suing, "You're going to lose." He goes, "That is terrible." He saw he saw <laughs> he saw the fence. <laughs> he saw the fence. So basically, so basically, he gave the new homeowner. He says, "You got thirty days." To resolve it, mm-hmm. and uh, and you can go on the property and, and and fix it the way you know, put your money in there and, right. and fix it and clean it up. Um, 
that's how fights and now they haven't talked ever since oh, wow. they don't talk it's 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 stressful you come in home you like you hope the guy's not outside for sure you yeah. know it's it, it, it's it's terrible like I mean uh, there's fence issues that become uh, an issue uh, we've had uh, properties that we sold and it, issues come up after when the sold sign goes right up on the front line mm-hmm. hey? it's just like hey they don't, nobody complains until the sold sign goes now up it's and here's our chance yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had a property that uh, the sold sign went up, and the neighbor comes by and says uh, that 18 inches of the property, 18, like a foot and a half of the neighbor's property is on his property. And like, oh my, like, we didn't we didn't know this. And so there, there's issues there uh, in central Hamilton where the you have to get a new survey, mm-hmm. you have to get a committee of a job. There's a lot of issues yeah. you have to deal Especially with. Especially with the older homes, right? Well, yeah, yeah. by law, if, if if a fence is up for 10 years or more and nobody complains, yeah. that homeowner owns that property. Like, he owns... Like, if he's got a foot onto the neighbor's property, right. guess what? He just claimed a foot more on his on his own property. Wow. And if it's if there's no complaints or anything like that, and when you say complaints, do we mean like official documentation kind of complaints, or just the neighbor complaining to the other? Well, person? the na- official documentation. Okay, so yeah. it's got to be an official there, complaint. Yeah. So sometimes there there could be um, documentation where there's a cloud on the property uh, when on closing date uh, it shows that there has been a dispute because of the fence line, right? And and it kind of hovers with the property all the time, so. When a new homeowner buys it, he takes the chance. He, does he accept that the, this fence line is not on the right property right, line? Right, right. And, uh, and, so, and, and it becomes an issue on closing. And that's why a lot of times um, when um, we do a, a, a purchase agreement, it says um, uh, offer to purchase. It says, you know, the closing date and then the title search date. Well, title search date is usually two weeks before closing. Okay. Now, that gives the buyer's lawyer is supposed to do a title search on or before that date right. to find out if there's any problems on title. Now, if there is, you've got two weeks to rectify it. Hmm. And so some lawyers, I mean, most good lawyers, they, they do the title search. And then some lawyers uh, are a little slow or lazy or whatever. Right. They do the title search the day before. Eesh. Guess what? <laughs> we got a problem. Yeah. And then they kind of, sometimes the lawyers will start blaming, uh, you know, the realtor. Say, hey, your realtor, you know, should have known this. And meanwhile, we gave him two weeks mm-hmm. or more mm-hmm. to, to look this up to make sure that, you know, we can resolve this problem yeah. beforehand. Because we don't know what's on title. That's the lawyer's job. You know, but uh, but there's a lot of issues because of that. Has that derailed some deals? Um, it has, and it uh, it, it becomes a, a stressful situation. Uh, some of the deals that we've done, there is one uh, in Stony Creek on uh, on uh, or uh, is it Orbit or uh, the the property line? There was a foot of the neighbor's property on the property that we sold, right? And um, he was having second thoughts about the property, but he couldn't get out of the deal. Hmm. Yeah, he he had to stick with the deal. It was, wow. uh, um, and because uh, it's been there like that for, for a long time, and right. um, and his you know should have looked at it. But I mean, he was happy when he saw the property. He was happy with the landscaping. Sure. Yeah. So and there was no disputes about it before. So topics today: most common neighborhood disputes. Uh, who pays if a tree falls in your yard? We'll get to that in a few minutes as well. And must you disclose noisy neighbors when you sell? This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie, sales representative with 
Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. If you have a question, email us, questions at robgolfie.com. Check them out online at robgolfie.com. On your phone at 905-575-7700 and on Twitter at Rob Golfie. On Instagram at Rob Golfie. Check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well. So must you disclose noisy neighbors when you sell? Um, I think, okay, let's give an example uh, with McMaster University. Okay, now, perfect got, example. Yeah, perfect yeah. example. Um, we have a lot of student rentals in the McMaster area. Yeah. Uh, if we were, if I had a, a young family or a retired couple looking to buy a house, they say, we want to be in the West End. Right. And um, you, you're showing them houses, and they love this one house. And if the agent doesn't know it, I mean, they don't know it, but that's why it's always good to deal with local. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. You deal with the local guy, you're going to know, they should know what's going on around mm-hmm. McMaster. Mm-hmm. I would probably say this is not the right neighborhood for you. You can even tell just the landscaping sure. and everything. The neighborhood, like the houses aren't really well taken care of outside. That one there definitely, as a realtor, should know that he shouldn't sell a house to that person. But if the neighbor, like if the person that's selling the house, I mean, they don't have to disclose, but if they were asked, you know, how is the neighbors next door? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And meanwhile, they're having parties every weekend. Yeah, um, yeah they, I think it, 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 the, the, that neighbor that's selling ha- it should disclose if there's, uh, if there's problems. Now, by law, do they have to? By law, no, because uh, maybe, you know, like they could fight and say, well, listen, they don't like us and that's why they make noise right. and that's why yeah. we're moving. Um, there, there's a, it's a, it's a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. Um, I would want to know, but uh, it's always good to know. I'll tell you, like, like I said before, knock on your neighbor's doors, yeah. either side across the street. They'll tell you. They'll tell you. You know, if, they might be saying, "Yeah, we're going to their parties every other weekend." <laughs> yeah. Right? They say, "Yeah, they have great parties yeah. every weekend. Yeah. You'll love it." And they're like, "Oh no, we don't want that." Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, they, um, the, the, no, the, the noisy neighbor situation, uh, it could be an issue. Now, Hamilton has a bylaw. And you can't have noise twenty four hours a day. Like right. it's there's no there there's it's not like you know you have to stop at eleven o'clock. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. bylaw is, is you know moderate noise yeah. during the day and then at night there's no noise. But in some some areas, uh, I think you know in Niagara, I'm not sure what Halton is. They you know you can have your radio on to a certain degree yeah. but after 11 o'clock it, you know you should respect the yeah. neighbors yeah it can't be firing up chainsaws no. and you know heavy equipment uh, late at night that that's right yeah. or even you even at seven uh, before seven in the morning, I don't think you can even exactly. uh, you know start lawnmowers and chainsaws yeah. like that. This would go for noisy cars. Say you have you know great big muscle car in the garage, you don't want to fire it up at like midnight, right? Oh, absolutely. They're, like you got a guy that owns a Harley Davidson. Yeah, I mean, I mean same you can hear that guy coming two miles away. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, absolutely. You, you 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 know you don't know until you move in. Yeah. It's always good to circle the neighborhood. Uh, before you buy, see what's going on. I always tell people, you know, drive by when there's school stops, buses, see how many kids live in a neighborhood. Yeah. It's always a good indicator to uh, give you what, who lives in a neighborhood and, and things like that. Yeah, that, that'll give you a sense of, you know, the noise tolerance. Because if there's a lot of young families in that particular neighborhood or community, uh, you're going to know it's probably not that noisy if a lot of young families are living there. Oh, exactly. And you know kids, they're the ones that actually sometimes start 
the neighborhood yeah. brawls because you know you have your kid or somebody else's kid is beating on your neighbor's kid. Oh my God, you feel bad, but guess what? <laughs> His mother's gonna come by yeah. or, or father and knock on your door and uh, and say, "Your little boy just beat up mm-hmm. on my kid," and I'll, and you're like, "Well, my little you know sweetheart, you know <laughs> little Johnny it, didn't do that. Little yeah. Johnny would never do that." And then all of a sudden the battle starts, yeah. and then it, and it doesn't, uh, and it and then it just goes on from there. Yeah. Oh, it can escalate in a hurry. That's for sure. Uh, who pays if a tree? falls in your yard and uh, the most common neighborhood disputes will get to that as well you're listening to the hamilton real estate show with rob golfie sales representative with remax escarpment realty the golfie team we'll get to those two topics when we come back right here on am 900 chml Welcome back to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio this morning with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Hopefully you're having a an enjoyable Saturday morning, uh, and uh, we appreciate your uh, interest in this program. It's uh, going to be uh, a program where we talk about um, some uh, off-the-wall things in terms of real estate, some serious things uh, from time to time as well, but it's really uh, uh, an hour that is going to be informative and entertaining at the same time in and around uh, the real estate sector here in Hamilton, which has been uh, one of the hotbeds in Canada. If you have a question for Rob, and it can be anything under the sun regarding real estate, uh, email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Check them out online, robgolfie.com. On the phone at 905-575-7700. That's 575-7700. On Twitter and Instagram, at Rob Golfie, And check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well. Who pays if a tree falls in your yard? We've had, over the last three years, ice storms, crazy windstorms, uh, trees falling on power lines, and I'm assuming in other people's yards, maybe on garages, uh, that sort of thing. What happens when that happens? Well, when there's a, a major storm and uh, and, the, and a tree does fall down on your property, you got to be careful. You got to find out if your insurance company covers it because I don't think most insurance companies cover okay. fallen trees. So that's step one. That's step one, and uh, because um, you'll find that when you have, uh, especially older neighborhoods, um, when trees fall down, the tree slowly gets removed over a course of two months because (laughs) the homeowner has to do it. And if it's a big tree, it could cost you thousands of dollars. Now, if your tree, or let's say your neighbor's tree falls on your property, and um, who pays for it? Well, if the tree was um, dead and that homeowner should have had it removed before mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a windstorm blew it over yeah that that homeowner next door can be responsible for paying okay now if it was a windstorm and uh, and the trees on there you're responsible to remove that tree yourself really? yeah wow yeah now uh, sometimes um, and it's it's expensive I'll tell you like like it's everybody you should find out if your policy covers that mm-hmm. and I uh, most policies don't but um, now if the tree could be planted by the one neighbor and if it grows on the property line you guys both own that tree now because that tree is owned by both parties 
Now, now are you are you talking about the actual tree trunk is on both property lines? Yes, or, it, it, okay. it grows like you know it grows to become like you know the tree trunk is very big now. Okay, and it's and it's now it's become so big that so that's both. It's yours. on both properties. Wow. you know it's 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 right on the uh, both property lines. So you both own the property. So really, who's responsible for it? Now mm-hmm. you're both you both are. Um, now you can trim the tree. If it's, you know, the tree branches are coming on your side, but yep. you can't go on his property to cut it down or anything like that. Right. Um, we've seen, you know, stories where neighbors uh, will cut the neighbor's tree down because they hate it. Wow. And they do it when, <laughs> That's the, quite when severe. they're... Oh, yeah. Oh, my, there are stories They do it when there. they're on vacation or something? They, oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They're, they're, while they're away, there was one guy, um, he um, actually cut the neighbor's tree down. Uh, he passed away, so the kids... Um, had the property, and it was a beautiful property, and the estate was uh, selling it. He went over there and, and chopped that tree down. No and way. So, obviously, the kids weren't living there. Yeah. So, he found his way to finally remove that tree. Wow. And he did get in trouble for that. Oh, but, I yeah, so. He did get in trouble. It was, a, it was a fairly large tree, got in trouble for it. But once it's done, it's done. You yeah. can't do nothing about it. I yeah. mean, the that guy got what he wanted. He got rid of the tree, but the... But that tree actually kind of made the backyard for, oh, for possible to, to sell, you know, to somebody else that gave it that nice backyard yeah. feel. Now, would he have been allowed to cut the branches of that tree that hung over onto his property? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. He could cut the branches, and um, there's a there's a law where you only can, you can't you got to be careful with the roots. Now you can't. Yeah, very yeah, much. So. Like if you're digging a pool. And in, it's a tree that has large roots. Mm-hmm. You don't want to kill that tree, and and you know, so you have to be careful with that too. So you have to find out. And they have all these numbers where, you know, if your tree is so much in, in width, you know, you have to keep this far away from digging or, or something like right. that. Yeah. But you have to, you know, the the city does have bylaws. You just got to look it up online, and uh, and they they'll tell you exactly what you can do. But you can't chop someone else's tree down <laughs> on their property. It's their property. <laughs> Uh, you, but you can trim up to your property line. Uh, does it matter whether it falls in your backyard or front yard? It it, it doesn't. It, okay, it's, it's yeah, if it's on your property, it it it's it's re- your responsibility. Yeah. Now, if a city tree falls, I think you can. They will be responsible uh, for that because yeah. it's a city tree. Well, I I get the perfect example. In our front yard, we have a city tree, so we're not allowed to cut it down unless it is diseased or dead, which at this point it's not. We're hoping for that because, yes. I mean, we like the tree, but there's a lot of cons with it as well. You know, the falling leaves getting into the gutters, yada, yada, yada. Um, but when there is some overgrowth and it's coming towards the power lines or the front of the home, we say, hey, city, come over and trim the tree, and they, and they do that at no cost, basically. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, they're responsible to maintain all the, uh, the, mm-hmm. the trees that, uh, that go along the streets. Um, they, uh, they don't want any problems, but they want to keep, the, uh, you know, keep it green. And, um, yeah, you, you just, uh, like, we have a tree, and we got a fairly large tree. It, it's got to be over, you know, close to 100 years old. And you could tell some people hit it, but they bounce off this tree. <laughs> <laughs> Cars have hit this tree. And believe me, it's, uh, it, it hasn't moved at all. But, um, and, it, and it's kind of, the tree's kind of grown a little bit towards the driveway. So you almost have to swing around it. Hmm. And, um, and we love to get rid of it, but 
uh, but it's a fairly large tree. It's healthy, and uh, there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, we we get always these uh, the older European guys. Well, you know, here's what we can do to get rid of this tree. You know, <laughs> you know they always got their little a story plan. of uh, how to how to you know kill a tree. So yeah. I don't think I, I you know it's nice to hear the story how they how they say it, but uh, I don't think I'll take action on yeah. it. But, uh, I, I'm sure there's instances uh, in and around Hamilton where trees have, whether they're dead or not, or whether it's during a windstorm, have fallen on you know garages or homes. And now we're talking considerable amount of damage. Yes, right? you're, you're insured for that. Yeah, um, your insurance company will cover you for any damage to your house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the removal of the tree you have to look at. Yeah. And uh, these, like these insurance companies now, they're changing their policies more and more now, especially with. Our climate change that's happening, and oh, yeah. especially in the U.S., you know, there are the floods and and uh, the hurricanes and the tornadoes and everything. Um, I mean, we take it for granted, especially here, because we really haven't had any major mm-hmm. catastrophes that happened in in the Hamilton or surrounding area. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I, the ice storm from 2013 would have been the last one. That's I mean, right. But that's almost and three years ago now. That's right. That's right. So, um, so we don't. I mean. And we were covered for that when it came to any damage to the house. Yeah. But nothing major. Like, there, I mean, we do get uh, the odd backup, uh, uh, drain backup there with the city. And sometimes, you know, I, I, you know, people have to work out their own issues with their insurance there. But we haven't had anything major. And uh, it's always good to, you know, review your policy and, Mm -hmm. uh, and check it out, see what you're covered for. No doubt about it. Or call your insurance agent to say, um, hey, I, I got a couple of questions and, and go from there. Yeah. Uh, in terms of disclosures, you were talking earlier in our first segment about disclosing noisy neighbors uh, when you're selling. If you had a tree that had fallen on your home or garage or whatever and caused damage uh, and you had to repair it, do you have to disclose that when you do sell to say, hey, back in such and such a year, this tree caused some damage and we had to reconstruct this part of the home? Um, you could just you could say that you know the the, the tree fell down. Chances are that that tree is probably chopped Gone. halfway. Yeah, and um, you could say you know the the addition was uh, remodeled uh, because of a tree falling on it. Right. Um, I don't think it's as uh, an issue as much as um, you know. You know, it, like you know, if there's a, a leaky basement, you got a lot of water coming right. down in your basement. I mean, it, it's renovated. You know, nothing's happened. You, yeah. you know, like th- there are issues. Sometimes trees do fall on houses; they get fixed, and yep. the trees actually cut down and, and taken away. But uh, but you know what? I we try to disclose everything, and I mean, we only can disclose what the homeowner is willing to tell us. Right. Right. So yeah. we don't. I mean, we don't live there, but our job is to find out. The, of the property, you know, you Google the address, mm-hmm. and, and if there's any issues, I mean, it'll come up. It'll come up um, if there's any issues that happened to the house, and uh, you know, previously. Yeah, and more often than not, if a tree has come down and there has been a renovation, uh, the house is probably going to be better. I would assume you're going to have updated whatever electrical, plumbing, uh, whatever That's right. the case yeah. is, insulation, yeah. everything. Everything's going to be more updated, so you ha- you actually have a better a better room or better addition or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, because of that tree, so yeah. sometimes you could be thankful. No doubt about it. Um, let's shift to most common neighborhood disputes. We're talking about the fence, and that that might be at the top of the list because everybody has a fence story. Oh, absolutely, neighbor. You know what? It, it's hard because, um, like, you know, one the one thing is um, with neighborhood disputes is um, if you move into a neighborhood and you've got a lot of seniors living in there. 
they really take pride into their lawns yeah. and, their, and their gardens. And then if you got these, you know, you got a family with, you know, a lot of young little kids and they're playing frisbee. Mm-hmm. Um, and the frisbee lands on the on the um, senior's lawn or their flower beds. They get upset. So then all of a sudden, you know, he, you know, you, you get that person chasing the kids down the street. Hey, stay away <laughs> from my property. Now the kids th- feel like like they're laughing and it's like a cat and mouse game now. So yeah, now yeah. they're going to provoke it more. And as a parent, you don't know this. And uh, so they're going to, you know, start playing Frisbee more on this mm-hmm. lawn because they mm-hmm. love this guy coming Interaction out of his house with the old guy. his little yeah. shoe at everybody. <laughs> so <laughs> so then all of a sudden now you all, you, became, you 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 started your son, your son or daughter started something with this neighbor and meanwhile you were just, you know, being a decent person trying to, you know, be mm-hmm. nice in the neighborhood to everybody and uh, now all of a sudden it, you know, it becomes an issue. Yeah. Uh, that's one issue. Um uh, boundaries are an issue, um, you know, cleaning after your dog. Another issue is mutual driveways. Oh, yeah. Um, that is a huge issue. Um, one guy sells his house, you know, they, you know, the neighbors are, you know, they got a mutual drive, they both share the driveway, and then they both use the driveway to go through the, uh, between the two houses, and they each got a garage. Mm-hmm. Now, the one neighbor has been using the driveway and because the other neighbor doesn't have a car, so yeah. he's been using it forever. All of a sudden, the new owner comes in. He's got a car. All of a sudden, he's saying, hey, listen, I need to get in my garage. Right. Now they're fighting. Say, new neighbor now, yeah. and, you know, different circumstances. Uh, that becomes an issue. And you kind of have to make an alliance with the neighbor. You should have, if it's a mutual driveway, you should find out what is the protocol mm-hmm. of what's, you know, the etiquette of what they've been doing with the mutual driveway. Now, do you go for to the city for that information? Well, you know what? Usually the homeowners uh, have something going on. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's always good to find out what it is. Um, and uh, and if you find out, then you just continue that and respect that. But, I mean, if the one person doesn't have a car and a new guy comes in has a car, well, the other guy's going to have to respect it and yeah. say, hey, listen, we both have to use this driveway and we can share it. You can have it for two weeks. I'll yep. have it for two weeks. Yep. But Or otherwise, the driveway's got to be clear and they just both have to go into their garages in the back. I remember, like, I, years ago, I'll, I'll tell you, like, um, uh, you know, that's one issue. The other issue is noise, like parties. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you can you can call, uh, you know, when people are having parties next door, you can call the police. And normally, I'll give you a story that happened to me. There's a couple of things on Chatham Street. I lived on Chatham Street for a little bit, okay. off of Lock Street. And we had this neighbor. Oh, my God, it was like parties all the time. Really? So I didn't want to start, you know... A battle with the neighbors so for you know and I had a little you know my little son you know he needed to get sleep we needed to get sleep and they're partying and they're screaming outside next door so I called the police and then what I would do is I went outside and say hey what's going on mm-hmm. oh, somebody called the police I go really <laughs> I, go, <laughs> I wonder who that was who was that who's I that go, party who? pooper I go what a guy I go <laughs> you know so anyway but you know, like sometimes you have to, you know sure. what I mean? Because some people don't realize they're, you know, they're causing, uh, you know, disturbance, Definitely, you know, yeah. in your sleeping or or whatever. And then another issue is parking on the street. That's a huge issue. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, there's parking parking on the street, and 
And, and again, there's etiquette. So everybody has their spot yep. in front of their house, yep. and all of a sudden somebody takes it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it irritates And now you're parking way down the street. Now you're parking around the block or down the street. <laughs> and like, who is this guy? So it becomes like a, you're becoming a detective. You're eyeing every house, exactly. looking out the windows. Saying, Writing their VIN guy? number down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, even though there is no right... It's not his parking spot, but it's just kind of like that common uh, courtesy, right? exactly. Yeah. So there's that there's that issue, and and I had that issue on Chatham Street also. Oh, eh. so one morning, and I'm like, I'm tired of this. I'm so fed up with this parking on the street. <laughs> so you thing. have the partying people now. Oh, you get a parking that's issue. That's it. That's <laughs> it. So I'm just like, what's going on in this neighborhood? It's cleaned up a lot better now. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was years ago. Um, so I hear this. Um, paving company next door paving the, their front lawn I'm like oh my god I went outside and say do mine because yeah. <laughs> I want to put a driveway in my in my front lawn and um, and uh, so anyway so then I applied for a permit to get a, a, a right-of-way access right. uh, with the sidewalk so back those days it was it wasn't too bad I think it was about four or five hundred dollars I'm not sure how much it is now well wow. and uh, so I, I got the access Granted, and they, they they came in and did the the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Neighbor, the neighbor, one neighbor would still park in front. Uh, would park in front of my access. Come on, no way. He was just upset because now <laughs> I took a parking spot away off the street. <laughs> so I don't know. You know what I mean? What do I do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it, you become like what what's going on here? And now I can't even get into my driveway. Exactly. So. Um, so I, I I went over there and said, "Hey, what's going on? Like like you know, I've got the access." He goes, "Oh, you can't do that." Well, the city gave it to me, you know. <laughs> but it was just, you know what? Just everybody it, it gets upset, you know. Yeah. You take you now you take a spot away. I mean, back in the old days when these houses were built in the central west end of Hamilton, a lot of people didn't have cars, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they didn't need uh, all that space. driveways yeah. or or anything like that. So. But uh, but those are big issues in Hamilton. Wow. They are. We're going to get to more of the uh, most common neighborhood uh, disputes. Again, if you have a question for Rob, email questions at robgolfie.com. Find them online, robgolfie.com. Call them up at 905-575-7700 on Twitter and Instagram at Rob Golfie. Check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well. You are listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. You are listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfi, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. On Twitter and Instagram, at Rob Golfi. On uh, Facebook, just uh, click in Rob Golfi in that search uh, bar, and you can find him online at robgolfi.com. Again, if you have a question, email your question to questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Most common neighborhood disputes will continue that discussion um, in and around new neighbors. So when new neighbors come in, there's always new things that kind of 
crop up? There is. Um, Sometimes um, very um, wealthy neighbors that move into just um, in uh, neighborhoods, um, sometimes they will do things that they shouldn't be doing because they feel the right to sometimes. Um, not all of them are like that, but there there have been incidences where they you know have done things and um, that they should have maybe got a permit for. Okay, um, would it be like building a fence or like a great a, fountain yeah, in their or, front yard, or, or putting a, a sewer a sewer drain from their backyard right into like into the escarpment? Oh. Uh, there's been issues there. <laughs> okay, they, that's a no no. Yeah, um, we've seen you know escarpments where they've uh, it, it's it's washed down like um, you know trees of of washed yeah. down just because uh, wow. the guy's water, uh, all his drainage water is going into the escarpment. He's on top of the escarpment, and it and it's coming down the escarpment. It's causing it, havoc down. It's causing yeah. havoc, it, even with the, the people that back onto the escarpment on the lower level. So yeah, because they're ultimately getting all that water, right? That's right. Wow. So there's been issues there. Um, also, um, you know, like if a new neighbor, like, um, you know, the rumors out there that Robert Downey Jr. is uh, moving into Hamilton, so I don't know if it's true or not. That's but unreal. That's, uh, that, that's, yeah, like is I he mean, your new next door neighbor? Well, I, I hope he calls me to uh, to, to buy a house because uh, I'm sure it's going to be an expensive one. Wow! And um, but yeah, uh, that's the rumor. Now another one is having somebody like Justin Bieber as your neighbor. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd want that. You have I mean, eggs flying in your house. Yeah, he's and the got, he egged the house next door. <laughs> so you got a delinquent uh, kid. Uh, you know. Um, you know he he's upset with his neighbors. So, but the thing is, he's a kid, so he's not afraid to go over there and egg your house. So, so it it matters on how old the person is that's moving in <laughs> next door. The younger they are, the crazier I think they might be. Yeah, I don't know. definitely. But uh, it's always a good idea to keep an eye on new neighbors. But it's also uh, if they're not moving in right next to you. I mean, if you live across the street or down the street, you're always cognizant of the fact that you know there's a new person on your block, right? Yes. So you got a new person on your block. It's always, you know what, it's always good to, I mean, in the old days, when somebody new moved in, and I, rem- I remember this as growing up as a kid, and, uh, you know, my, my mom would actually either, you know, bake a cake or mm-hmm. bring a pie to the new neighbor that, yeah. that came in. Just to say welcome, right? Y- yeah, yeah, welcome to the neighborhood. It doesn't happen as much yeah. uh, now. You know, everybody doesn't want to know their neighbors. Just leave me alone and, you know, and... Uh, but uh, but it, it, it's it's good uh, it's good to like if you have an issue with a neighbor, um, you know it, it, you ha- you have to present it well like when you're when you have the issue because people get their back up on anything you know um, you, you almost have to make it feel like if it happened to them you know just you know yeah, right. you know it could be any issue you know like your son you know he's on my property oh you know like my you know like we planted these flowers or you know the, the grass is this mm-hmm. um, it like. You can't go and start charging and attacking uh, their kid or the neighbor. You 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 just start chaos and it's and it's not good. You always you have to go pleasant, confront them. You know in a nice way. Yeah. Maybe even bring you know a pie and say, hey, listen here. Yeah. You know I know your kid did this, but extend an olive branch. Yeah, yeah. So you almost you have to do it in a nice way because you know I mean we live in a in a different society than we did, you know, 20 to 30, 40 years ago. I mean, there, there's more stress now, you know, uh, and we live closer together. I mean, back in uh, in the 50s and 60s, uh, homes were built on 50, 60 foot wide lots. Now, I mean, they're built on 35 foot wide lots. Yeah. And then we got lots of townhouses. Yeah. 
And we didn't think townhouses were coming into Hamilton as much as they did because we thought that was just a Mississauga-Toronto thing. But they're here, mm-hmm. and the neighbors are even closer than, than you <laughs> think. Right on top of each other in oh, many cases. Exactly. Is it more difficult to sell a home that has those types of issues, those shared garages, uh, you know, even semi-detached, where you're going to have at least more opportunity for confrontation? Yes, especially for the person that uh, that has a vehicle. Um, now most people have two vehicles. Yeah, that's why oh, yeah. you know some of these streets we drive down. It's like a parking lot. Um, so if somebody's looking at a house and first time buyers miss out on a lot of stuff, they miss out. Hmm. They miss out on these older homes. There's not much closet space, mm-hmm. and everybody has more clothes. They miss out on. Uh, how the uh, the driveway issue is. Uh, sometimes agents don't even realize it uh, that people have bought a house. They thought they were buying a house with a side driveway, and then they find out it's a mutual drive. Oh, now, well. the, the lawyer that's closing the deal, or the agent that's that sold in the house, think, you know, thinks it's a side drive. The lawyer that's closing the deal thinks it's a side drive until the guy moves in. <laughs> oh, and my your God. neighbor's saying, "Hey, that's my that, driveway. That's too. my driveway too." Wow. So, and then uh, you know. Then you've got issues there, and then you may have to deal with titles insurance on top. And that's another another segment we can talk about yeah. on titles insurance. But, yeah, there, there's a lot of issues. you got noise. you got driveways, fences. Um, it, um, it, and it's, you know, it, we, and plus we live in a stressful life that we got to try to get along with everybody because mm-hmm. we're living closer than, with everybody now. Yeah, it can be tough uh, in some cases, especially with those, you know, particular scenarios. When we come back, our last segment here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Our house in the middle of our street. Our house in the middle of our street. Our house in the middle of our street. Someone tells you that you've got to move in the middle of our street. And we're back for our final go-round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call him today at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Online, robgolfie.com. Check him out on Twitter and Instagram, at Rob Golfie, and look up the Rob Golfie Facebook page. If you have a question, email your question to questions at robgolfie.com that's questions at robgolfie.com we'll get to those on uh, next week's program but we're talking about a few things today including noisy neighbors uh, who pays if a tree falls in your yard and we're continuing our discussion about you know most common neighborhood disputes and along those lines we have a lot of older neighborhoods in hamilton and a lot of brand new neighborhoods in hamilton what are the big differences in terms of disputes that we'll see in one neighborhood that we may not see in another well the the newer neighborhoods, um, the millennials are buying more into that. Uh, the younger generation, so they don't. They grew up probably in neighborhoods that had bigger lots, uh, but the younger generation they don't really mind. They don't really care to have the bigger lots because mm-hmm. they don't really want to do too much around the property. Right. They just want a simple property, move into it, and uh, and and not have to do too much and just have their little backyard yeah. little uh, patio. They want a, want a low maintenance kind of... A, a low, low maintenance. And it's funny that they're into that. And it's funny. Now, the the young generation that are buying now, it's it's a big thing with them and their friends. They're buying uh, their first house. It could be a house or mm. it could be a townhouse. Right. It's a big thing. But now, uh, when they go from the townhouse to a detached, it's it's like you could tell that these these young people, they're 
they're moving up. It's it's just a, it's a total uh, cycle that everybody goes through. So they buy their townhouse, and they now they've experienced that. You know, they're and and they're you know they're tolerant with the neighborhood. You know, the parking. You know, usually a townhouse has a single car garage, a single drive, mm-hmm. and then you got this visitor parking that's filled up with everybody else's car, and your visitors <laughs> yeah. can't even visit you now. They have exactly. to park down the street. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> so after about five years there, three to five years there, they'll move into a detached home. Um, and then they start doing the fence situation. Um, yeah, like it's um, they still and they don't mind the smaller the smaller lots. The mm. old, the the old little older generations, you know, I think from uh, you know the forty plus, they prefer to have the bigger lots. They want you know the room yeah. in the backyard, and so they're what they're doing is buying the older houses and renovating them mm-hmm. and uh and you know and enjoying them with the bigger yards. Yeah. It's really a different mentality at the end of the day. The 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 younger versus older generation looking for two very different things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Younger generation they want it all done. So and the uh the old little older generation um they're willing to hire to get the house that they want like right. to renovate the house. Like you and I, like I'm, I'm just at the uh, finished the interior of renovating uh, my house, and you're in the middle of yeah, renovating. Doing so the basement, living yeah. through dust. <laughs> oh, it's a war zone in the basement. Let yes. me tell you. I oh, mean, I we're, we're all on the top floor, and the and the bottom floor is completely being redone. That's it. Yeah. So, um, and it's uh, and and that's what. Pe- and so someday, if you stay there for a long time, that's fantastic. But if you happen to say, you know what, we want to either go smaller or we want to go bigger, mm-hmm. upsize, downsize. Um, there's that one person that's going to come to your house and say, hey, everything's done. Yeah. I don't have to do anything. That's what makes your house sell fast. Yeah. What's it like dealing with uh, the newer generation as opposed to the older, maybe 40-plus generation, in terms of finding what they're looking for in town? Is it easy for both groups? Well, the, the newer ones uh, know how the market is. They, okay. they are more uh, educated. Yeah. Um, they're, they're easier to deal with uh, because... Uh, they're, all their friends are going through the same thing. Right. The older yeah. generation—they've already been through it probably once or twice or many more times. That's right. Yeah. But the problem, but the problem that we're in the market now, that houses are going so fast, and so the older generation—they're—they're uh, they're more frustrated. Uh, I mean, everybody's frustrated, but they're just saying, "There's no way I'm going to pay you know twenty thousand dollars more for that house." Right. Uh, and it, so there, there's that stubbornness that goes into them yeah. because. They didn't have to do that before. The younger generation, they read up online, they put a couple of offers in, they got beat out. Uh, now they're getting sharper and smarter in how to submit an offer mm-hmm. and how fast mm-hmm. they jump in on that house that comes up for sale. And uh, there's that difference between the two because all their friends are going through the same thing. Right. So they kind of kind of now like, oh, I bought a house. Oh, my God. I had to go $20,000 over asking. <laughs> yeah. It's like they're proud of it. And all their friends are like, hey, yeah. did you see the... And they're know, sharing that knowledge, right? They're sharing that knowledge. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then the older generation, they hate saying that. They don't want to say, oh, I paid 25000 more than asking. I paid too much, you know? <laughs> exactly. It's an interesting dynamic. Uh, great uh, topics today on uh, on the show, and hopefully our listeners learned a lot. And, uh, again, if you do have a question, email questions at com, and we will address them on next week's show. Rob, thanks for coming in this morning. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you, and everybody, thank you for listening. And thank you for listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh, my God. The ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hurry. Hurry. Hello? Are you there? 
Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.